0: Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. Toss comes to the near side for Harris. He runs through okay. a big hole, and he's gone
1: to the 50. A first to the 40.
0: Alone to Damien Harris to the house Touchdown
1: Patriots Snap, picks a handoff Fires a strike, caught, touchdown Buffalo Touchdown Bills It is Gabriel Davis An absolute fastball from Josh
0: Allen And the Bills find the end zone Cashing in on the takeaway Jones under center, flanked by two teammates He steps back, two steps Takes the knee at the 10 Step, boys. And the Patriots take a win back to New England the Patriots beat the Bills 14-10. It says here, a blustery Monday night football game. That looked miserable. It was blustery. I grew up in San Diego, and I'm soft when it comes to weather, but holy cow, that looked awful. But the Patriots found a way to win. Broke a big run play, got a two-run conversion. Played some defense and got out of there with the best record in the AFC, 9-4. Three other teams sitting on 8-4. Patriots still have the bye week coming. But their impressive run
1: continues, PK. So was it last week? Uh, going into the ball games before last week, you said Tayson was three and one as a starter. So Mac Jones is now nine and four. Mac Jones is nine and four as a starter. No, he's not. Okay. The team is nine and four in which games he started. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> That's the equivalent, the literal equivalent, of one third of an inning and getting the win. Then. <laughs> It is.
0: That was absolutely. Easy. That was a bizarro game. Mac mm-hmm. Jones finishes two of three for yeah. 19 yards right. because they had the lead and the weather sucked and they didn't want to risk turning
1: it over. Except Josh Allen threw the ball the usual amount of times because they were behind and they had to. And Josh Allen completed no, a they, lot, they a lot fewer passes. It's less than one score the entire game. Nor were they as good as running the ball. <laughs> that's the key. Not that they were behind, that they couldn't run the ball as well. If they would have run the ball as well, they would have had not that. If you're only if behind. They've been ahead, if they'd no. been ahead, they would have been content to run in the line three times and punt the ball with a wind Which at their back. has nothing to do with Josh Allen. It's just everything with the defense, which my point is, to credit a, a quarterback, that's his record. That's the team's record in which he started, and last night was literally the ultimate case of a team win. There's nothing you need to prove more. Mac Jones did very little to run his record to nine and four. That is true.
0: So, but nonetheless, he's not going to be a
1: twenty game winner this
0: season. Quarterbacks still get judged by no, wins and come from behind wins. Yes, they do. How hardcore are the fans? Would you ever go to a game and sit in something like that to watch it when you knew full well you could sit at home on TV and watch
1: it? How hardcore do you have to be to sit in a Well that? if I paid for it I would. The Bill's mafia is pretty hardcore. If I paid for they are it. hardcore. <laughs> That's why I don't go to buffets. You're paying for a bunch of food you don't eat? Well I'm not gonna I don't wanna overeat, but if I'm paying for it. I guarantee you I would do it. Feel That's com- why I don't go to buffets. Feel compelled to throw it down. Yeah, I don't waste money. I mean, wasting, I don't mind spending money. I've gotten way more uh, loose with that than I ever was before because I didn't have any. Now I have some. Uh, so, but I still, and I think most of us still, hate wasting money. You pay for something as long as you get the value, but wasting money is a kick in the teeth. So if I had season tickets, or for whatever reason, I, identified that game when single-game tickets went on sale, you better believe it. I would have been there. I mean, it wasn't raining. And they had a little light snow at the end. Come on, these are people from Buffalo, bro. <laughs> I know, but 60-mile-an-hour They ones. have picket, uh, picnics in these wh- these types of conditions. That would be spectacular if someone had been out there with a blanket just sitting on the ground. Well, I'm sure they tailgated. So they were doing they were it. probably jumping through tables yeah. like they typically do. <laughs> they
0: were doing it. <laughs> Diving and breaking them in half. Javon Thibodeau has announced he's going to the NFL draft, and he is not going to play in the bowl game. Odds on him being the number one pick?
1: Well, who's going to end up with the number one one pick? Tell me that and what their particular needs are. Could be the Lions, but
0: probably, it could be the Jaguars.
1: But What? Probably Detroit. Yeah. And go out there and win another game. I mean, certainly I've always thought he was going to be top five. I think a lot of it depends on, you know, what the team is and who, what, you know, what, if it's the Lions, what they think of Jared Goff. Because like, apparently his record is oh or no, 1, something and something. Although it was way cool to listen to the, the Lions coach, Rita, dedicate the win to the Oxford and all that stuff that's been going. I've been to that campus. My nephews went to that high school. That's bizarre. They, they took me over there. They played on the football team. And to see all that and to have, obviously, this unbelievable, awful story. Uh, But I don't know what they think of Jared Jared Golf. You see his girlfriend, though? I saw something. His girlfriend was doing some sports illustration. As I swimsuit shoot standing down by the seawall. Yeah, I saw it. She's screaming, that's unbelievable, they won. Yeah, I wasn't looking at the seawall, buddy. <laughs> I know you might have been, but I wasn't. <laughs> that was, that was like some impressive seawalls. <laughs> How many of them?
0: About Just, just two? Just two, yeah. 11 NFL players placed on the COVID-19 reserve list, all of which come as a result of positive tests. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen, Packers quarterback Jordan Love, some of the bigger names on that list. Adjust your fantasy football teams accordingly. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. It's okay for people not to understand, and it's okay for people to be upset, and it's
1: okay for people to be happy. I don't judge. When granted, an opportunity like I have for the past five years, it's just 100% in, all in, every ounce. And it's hard. You can't put it in words, the difficulty of moments like this. And players and coaches, we are in a profession that is as wild and as crazy, as untimely as you could ever imagine.
0: That's Mario Cristobal. He is living in Oregon and going to Miami. Taggart left and went to Florida State. Oregon has lost another coach all the way across the country.
1: Well, it was clear that these discussions were going on before Utah played these guys the first time. And don't, don't preach to me all in. Your team got steamrolled. Now, taking nothing away from Utah, they took advantage of it. They're going to the Rose Bowl, so... I don't want unintended consequences like you had in your big Twitter beef when you said Lincoln Riley didn't want the SEC and all your Utah fans, much to your dismay, attacked you. Uh, so I'm not attacking Utah and say they backdoored it. But it's don't don't sell me this all-in BS when it's obvious that your folks had had conversations at least three weeks, if not four, five, however many weeks. I don't know. So, with that in mind, that, that's crap. And for BYU, you better watch out. Kalani has been contacted. I know there was a tweet out there. The guy who gave that tweet to Harmon had talked to me earlier in the night. I just don't like to put things out on Twitter like that. I'm not, I very rarely am I going to break news on Twitter. And then I talked to him about an hour later, as after I'd already filed my story with KSL.com. You can see it here this morning. Kalani has been contacted. The assistants at BYU know full well. It's not a uh, Bronco Mendenhall. Oh, Surprise! Yeah, no. Everybody is well aware of what's going on. And I have a quote, and you can look at it. It'll be up at KSL here, uh, I think, probably sometime in the next hour or so. Uh, the quote was, it's going to be an interesting week here. So, the opportunity is there. I don't know that he's going to get offered the job. I don't know that he's going to take it. But I'm telling you what I know that I will stake my entire reputation on at this point. That He's in the mix. Yeah, very, very strong. Yeah, and one, you know, you can extrapolate. And one of the things is that, well, they got burned by guys who went home to Florida. And Kalani's already home. So the only home he would come back to – is if Harlan changes his mind and doesn't give the gig to Scally, whenever that might be. I don't believe Kyle is retiring this year. I've been saying this for weeks. Somebody hit me up. Well, he's out recruiting. You keep. I'm not saying he's retiring. I've not said that. And you can go back and read it. it, it, Go back in the KSL archives. I said he's not retiring this year. I'd be shocked if he retired this year. I said maybe next year or the year after. Uh, so there's a possibility you could still lose Kalani if he took the job to go home to Utah because obviously the U of U is just as well as home as BYU is. But that's one of the reasons that he'd be leaving home. He'd be leaving his alma mater.
0: As opposed to Cristobal returning to his.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like that already played out. So back to what I said, I got a quote. From somebody that said, "This is going to be an interesting week." Now, Tom was on their BYU Sports Nation, and they were previewing the soccer matchup with the ladies who lost in the penalty kicks uh, last night to Florida State. Congratulations on them and an outstanding season. Uh, And he, they asked him. I think Spencer. Asked him, and Spencer did a great job asking because he came on to talk about BYU women's soccer, obviously, uh, to preview the the game, and and it was it was for the Natty, so I mean, obviously, it's as big as you can get in women's soccer for college. And Spencer turned around and asked him about Kalani, and he said that you know we're working on paraphrasing here, but we're working on stuff. And he's our coach and good things are going to happen. That's great news. That's great news. That's what I want to hear. Because the coaching staff has been waiting for BYU to get the ball rolling. They've been waiting for weeks on this. Well, the ball's rolling right now. It's got to roll right now. This is the time of year. And Oregon's going to try to move quick to try to salvage some semblance of the recruiting class. Three which is, What is de- it, uh, uh, two weeks from tomorrow? And three uh, players have already decommitted. Oh, it's a bunch of players.
0: Anonymous yeah, yeah. coaches are saying there's going to be way more than that. Everybody right. is going to pick over their recruiting
1: class. It was well thought of. Uh, yeah. Everybody would be prying, trying to I pry mean, away the kid. Prying is the word. I mean, right. they could bring in someone and that coaching staff. Can, Absolutely. But and Claudia's going to take multiple plus coaches off this staff, that, that I have been told that kids have committed to him. Not to BYU, but to him. Meaning, I'll go where you want me to go. If you go to Oregon, I'll definitely go with you. If you want me, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know have to see how that plays out. So all that stuff is factoring into it. And I do think the Sewell kid is going to transfer and come to Utah. I don't know that. But we'll see. His brother was out there on Twitter putting the eyeballs, I guess. The one who plays for the Utes. So... Uh, You know, you got to see who the coach is, and they'll move fast. I think they'll have one by the end of the week, early part of next week. And it could be Kalani. I'm not saying that it is, but it could be. And now's, now's the time. This is what we've been talking about for weeks, and the time is here. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NBA. Embiid with it. Top of the key. Jumper shot up. Good again. Embiid with 43 points. Jokic trying to clear out of it. Booch it in right block. Double on the ball from Levine. He threw it away. Stolen by IO. Two. Levine with a two handed dunk. And the wheels are off the Denver Nuggets. Middleton gets knocked off his feet by Stevens. No whistle. Bucks allow the basketball still. Here's a left wing three from Giannis. And the birthday boy delicious. The dagger from the left wing. Goes inside to Cam Johnson and over to Aiton. Who it. Oh, a great pass through traffic from Cam Johnson to DeAndre Aiton. And he is at the rim and in. Draymond has the rebound. To Curry, pump fake, fly by, three ball, got it. And the lead is back to 22. George cross. George with six to shoot. On the right wing.
1: Over a double team, long two. It goes Paul George, nothing but nylon, and that's likely the dagger.
0: Highlights from a busy night in the NBA. The Warriors and the Suns both win again. They both improved to 20-4, tied for the best record in the NBA. they have both coming off losses and avoid the back-to-back defeats. Suns, it was pretty tight with the Spurs, but they win 108-104, and the Warriors just blew the magic out 126-95. Those two teams don't seem to be blinking here early in the year, PK. They just keep piling up Ws. Twenty and four is an awfully good clip. Yeah, I
1: watched that uh, end of that game with the Suns. Chris Paul is just amazing. Uh, that that mid-range turnaround shot that he's got, uh, you know, comes across and pu- turns his left shoulder, squares up. It's just deadly. In in a era in an era in which the three pointer is so highly emphasized, and that's almost like that's almost a no that's like a traveling violation or something, if you do that. What are you doing? You're not supposed to do that. Some nerd from Caltech says you can't do that anymore. And yet he continues to do it, and it's such an impressive shot. He's six feet one, barely, if that, stood with next to him many times, and and I'm a strong almost five eleven. And to have him make that so consistently and so long. You know, if they want a title, it's going to be like the Barkley thing to where he barely played there, but that's where he's going to be remembered. And he's going to be worshipped in that community if they should actually get it done. I mean, he's at, right now, he's done exactly what Barkley did. Barkley won the MVP, uh, but as far as the finals. That's what I think your, your point guard should be your record then. That's, forget about the leading assists. What, what What's Stockton's record? And then that's how many wins did he get? That's what matters. If Josh if Mac Jones can get credit for that win, then I want Chris Paul getting credit for that win last night. Chris Paul shoots the two at a rate that other people
0: just don't do it. So all the Caltech analytic stat guys would refigure all the formulas for him because the formulas are all figured on guys who might make, might miss a 15-footer. He is so automatic. You don't, you don't think Devin Booker could do it? It completely changes the math. Other people don't, you don't do think it. Mitchell could, could do it? Could they do it? Do it? Oh, Should yeah. they do it? If you don't you don't could think shoot, Mitchell could do it? If you could shoot 70%, spotting up, pulling up, and, and hitting that 15-footer, it would completely change the math. I don't map. know that and he's this, shooting,
1: so you randomly picked that I did, number. <laughs> I randomly picked it. Absolutely. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> but I know they know. I mean, we don't know, but they know. You don't think Mitchell could do it? I absolutely think he could do it. Well, if he could, then do it. You can go shoot seventy percent from
1: there. It would change the outcome. Okay, get on Zoom and tell Quinn Snyder that. Then <laughs> that, I don't know that he can shoot the seventy oh, percent. I I, well, yeah, again, you randomly pick that number. Because
0: so, we do the whole 10-possession thing. That's why I'm picking that number. And most people are figuring you to make 5 out of 10, which is only 10 points. It's not worth it. If you're making 7 out of 10, it's always worth 14 points. Again, it pe- changes the math. It
1: depends on what the score is. If you're down by 1 and you've got that shot, well, I can't take that because it's only worth 2. That's a bunch of hogwash. You know yes, what it, the situation yes, is. is. But and it, last night, in the, the situation the dictated... Quarter, what should you be doing? Yeah, well, I didn't watch the middle of, the right. the end of the I watched game. the last six. At seven the end of minutes. the game, you're obviously playing time. And he was awesome at that. And it is you maybe it maybe it is unique to him. I happen to think it's not exclusively unique to him. It's unique to him now. I don't think it's exclusively unique to him. I think others could do it. I think Mitchell could do it just as well. Grizzly.
0: Grizzlies get the win over the Miami Heat. Memphis has won five in a row. They are now fourth in the West. Uh, right behind the Jazz, two and a half games behind the Jazz now, as they've uh, moved past the Mavericks, Clippers, and Lakers climbing in the West.
1: Uh, nobody wants to play them in a the first round. Let's just get that out of the way right now. <laughs> in December. <laughs> Check that box. It's all done. Yock, don't let us go back to that. Make sure we never we'll discuss leave it that alone. again. The box has been checked. If anybody says it, henceforward heretofore, know that I already said it, uh, what's it, December 7th? Pearl Harbor Day? I already said it.
0: The Bulls beat the Nuggets 109 97. Here's Zach Levine highlights in there. He had 32 points. DeMar DeRozan didn't play. It didn't matter. Chicago gets the win. They've won four in a row. They are second in the East. Percentage points behind the Nets and a game in front of the Bucks. The cream is rising to the top in the East. Warriors star Steph Curry said he wouldn't uh, rule out a 16-make three-pointer uh, game tomorrow against Portland as the attempts to break Ray Allen's career record of 2,973 three-pointers. Oh, well, heck, I wouldn't rule out to 20. I mean... The record is for his threes in a game is 14 by his teammate, Klay Thompson. It's 16 back of the record. Lakers star LeBron James came to the defense of Frank Vogel after... Uh, the Lakers coaches come under some scrutiny. I think criticism comes with the job. You know, Frank's a strong-minded guy. He has a great coaching staff, and we as his players have to do a better job of going out and producing on the floor. We're a team an organization, and organization that don't mind some adversity and don't mind some people saying things about us, obviously, because it comes with the territory.
1: So does the cash. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, of course he's a strong-minded person. Speaking of Frank Vogel, he was born in New Jersey.
0: South Jersey? Yeah. A little softer than North Jersey? Than
1: Wild, we established yesterday. Wildwood is uh, down by the shore. Yeah. You know, uh, Jim Morrison's girlfriend, Pam Corson, I mean, she died at 27, like two years after Jim did. Him, ironically, when Jim died at 27. And obviously they had the drug issues. And she was born in California, in, which I thought it was somewhat ironic, a, a, a town called Weed, California. little detail on the doors there, I did not know. Yeah. I mean, weed was, I don't know if she ever did weed because I, they said she died of a her, her, heroin overdose. And it was also interesting because Jim had some issues with his parents. And so then Jim dies, she gets all the cash, and then she dies. And then Jim's parents say, wait a second here. So then they had protracted legal battles there.
0: You read up, huh? I've uh, always known it. DJ and PK. (laughs) Hashtag college basketball. The horn
1: sounds, and this ball game is all over. And the Florida Gators, after winning their first six games of the season, have now dropped back-to-back games as Texas Southern wins its first game of the year coming into the exact Tech Arena tonight.
0: Our final score, the Tigers 69 and the Gators 54. A ranked SEC team losing to Texas Southern. Upset in college basketball. New rankings, BYU men's basketball drops from number 12 to number 24 after losing to UVU. The BYU women's program jumped up to number 16. They are unbeaten 8 0 on the season. Weaver State and UVU among those who received votes in the coaches' poll on the men's side this week. They're both off to good starts. UVU has one loss, Weaver State is undefeated 8 0. So some college basketball teams getting a little recognition here early in the year. Good. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at one 295 1690 That's Shamrock Plumbing. Frank Dolce, his weekly visit. Our Utah insider coming up at 8 o'clock. Tim Lacombe, jazz radio studio analyst, will join us at 830 right here on The Zone Sports Network. The question of the day is on the way. Is unright. Guys are doing a hell of a job. It is the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl from Pasadena, California. It's indescribable even now. And part of it for me, there was not a snowball's chance. Like a snowball's chance that Utah was gonna go to the Rose Bowl or a bowl. When I was at you, a bowl, any bowl, I mean, any bowl and, and to see this happen and to watch it unfold in front of my eyes. And, and, and I mean, not just that game, but to see the whole entire season. That is unbelievable. Catch unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery weekdays from three to seven on 97, twelve eighty the zone powered by KSLsports.com. DJPK. DJ PK. Our text Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment. Or visit www.UtahHairMD.com. Question of the day. Where does the Rose Bowl rank on the Utah Athletic Department's list of accomplishments? Number two. Number two?
1: Yeah. Football's number one.
0: You got the NCAA Final Four. You got moving to the Pac-12. You got the undefeated Fiesta Bowl, BCS busting season, the Sugar Bowl season, building the new football stadium. I'm not sure what else I would put on the top ten list. But uh, I would some put of them. me covering them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The ability for them to be in proximity
1: to you and your greatness, yeah. clearly. I mean, the only guy who's been to the Final Four, Sugar Bowl, Festival, and now this, who's not a fan. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> he was going to go either way. <laughs> I was only going to go if it was paid. I didn't have to spend a penny. Yeah. He was going to go either way. Neither did he. But he was going to go either way. Probably, <laughs> he's a fan. That's all right. Be a fan. That's fine. You want to be a fan? Be a fan. I don't care. No skin off your back. But if you got on your license plate the Crimson Club decade of whatever the hell it is, then you're a fan. You're a fan. Let's just call it like it is. It's okay. You can be a fan. I mean, I'd rather know you're a fan than you try to hide you're a fan and deal with the truth. Don't try to BS me. That bothers me. So he's a fan. What do you do? I don't care. I'm not a fan. Where does the Rose
0: Bowl rank on the athletic department's list of accomplishment? Kevin says under R
1: for Rose Bowl. Yeah, your wife thinks you're funny, Kevin. I'll give you that. That's true. She thinks you're funny. So I would I would run with that.
0: Shane says, it was inevitable that it was going to happen. The Pac-12 is mediocre at best. Utah beat a team that was vastly overrated. No one cares about the Pac-12 east of Colorado. Let's hope Ohio State pounds the mighty youths and teaches them what big boy football is all about. Go Cougs. (laughs) I assume so. Shane's got an L.A. Dodger logo up there for his avatar. Oh,
1: so he's a a California Latter-day Saint, and he moved here. Aren't you? That's a news story. (laughs) And the Lakers come to town. (sighs) The upper bowl
0: explodes. (laughs) Uh, Bradley says it depends on if beating a bunch of Pac-12 teams is a significant accomplishment or not.
1: You'd have to ask those folks on the committee who thought until they played Utah that they were worthy of the third spot. That's where Oregon was. Yeah. All set up. So if they thought Oregon was something, good on them. If they didn't, then yeah, you beat a bunch of nobodies. But I mean, you just look at Ohio State. I mean, they just creamed everybody who's somebody in that Pac twelve, our Big Ten. Except they didn't. They beat Michigan State. They lit up Michigan State. And
0: they beat Penn State, depending on whether you think Penn State is. Seven and five. I know.
1: Penn State is somebody. They're seven and five. Is Iowa somebody? I think that whoever Pitt. the hell Penn State's quarterback is, he's seven, seven and five. Because it's only the quarterback who gets the wins. Huh?
0: Is Ohio State going to go ten and three, zero and two against the lousy Pac twelve, and ten and one against everybody else? Oh, I, I literally pray.
1: <laughs> literally, <laughs> drop your knees, and I am not a praying man. To. Uh, did you see that radio dude from Dayton? I did not. Oh, yeah, that was making the rage yesterday. You want me to read it? I've got it right here.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, okay, I know the quote you're talking about. I didn't realize he was a quote, Dayton radio guy. I love yeah. the Rose Bowl, but I hate the tradition robs Ohio State, State of a better yeah. bowl game opponent. play Oklahoma. Ohio State versus Oregon, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Clemson. But we're stuck with Utah. Utah's good, could be a good game, but the opponent and matchup is still underwhelming.
1: F you. Fetch <laughs> you. Get out of town, man. That just seriously bugs me. And and it's also like, if somebody in Utah, one idiot, or multiple idiots, do a racist racist act, then the whole state's racist. And we've got no problem dumping on the whole state. I know, I'm aware. Yeah. if If 10 people do it, then every single person, including me, I'm a racist, because I live in Utah. And... We just dump on Utah, and it's just socially acceptable to just dump on Utah all you want. You can do whatever. Never n- n- never mind, they, they may do five trillion things. Not that one act of anything wrong is acceptable, because it isn't. But we just go to that and project everybody. And Utah, in the sports, and, and, and it's been this way for years. The day before the NBA draft, they have breakouts. And I'm sitting right next to Van Horn who, you know, I knew him, covered him the entire time. We both came from California the same year, right? And he's going to be the second pick because Tim Duncan was going to be the number one pick. He was the presumed second pick, which he was. They traded him and blah, blah, blah. And what did he, I think he ended up playing for Jersey. Is that what it was? Or Philly, vice versa, whatever it was. Um, And somebody's asking him, you know, do do you hold a grudge that you weren't uh, recruited by the Pac-10? Because they just assumed you went to Utah and you're a California kid, so the only reason you we went to Utah is because you weren't rec- you weren't recruited by the Pac-10 at the time. And he says, I was recruited by the pac And he starts naming the coaches who were in his living room. But it's just assumed that he wasn't. Yep. And they had two things. They assumed he wasn't recruited by the Pac-10, and they re- assumed he was Mormon. Because they started asking him questions about being Mormon. And he said... Well, I'm not. And you're not? Know, well, mind's blown. What's the deal? I thought, you know, no. no. And he looks at me, he says, he says, What would you say? How much of the state is Mormon? <laughs> How much you saw? You looked to me. All of a sudden, you're he, Wikipedia. Yeah, before Wikipedia, because yeah. uh, I'm literally sitting and I'm asking you no questions because I had questioned him out four years of questions. But you got to be there in case he says something. <laughs> well, it's my job. They, right. They, he might they, say they something. Sent me back there. Right. Of course, I had to be there. Right. Yeah. But I was. I was. I was reporting on the scene mm-hmm. rather than me interviewing Keith. Right. I, I interviewed him a million times at that point. Right. And obviously, he knew who I was. And he's. And I'm sitting literally right next to him. So we start having a discussion. About yeah. Latter Day Saint population in in the Salt Lake area, and i you know I wasn't I'd only been living here for four years at the time, obviously because I moved here when he was a freshman, and this at this point he was a senior, and so we're going back and forth, so all these assumptions, and Utah it's like the fine bomb. What was it last year? Nobody wants to see or two years ago, I guess, uh, when they were knocking on the door late in the season and of uh, uh, potentially getting it getting the bid there. And you, know, you go, I don't want to see Utah in there? That just that just chaps me so bad. And this guy, you, you're a media dude. Not don't be a. F- you're gonna be a fan. <laughs> I mean, I know I just said you want to be a fan. You did, be it, but but <laughs> don't but don't inter You can be a fan, but don't. I don't think Fox lets it. He's a fan of the It's Fine, but when I watched the Tim do his work. I don't it's think, just the Boy, word. that's a fan. Right. What's he thinking? No, it's no, true. You can be a fan all you want. But he says stuff, and you're not like,
0: that's crazy. Whereas this, you're like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's the Rose Bowl. They he, won the conference. Fox Congress. can yeah. report
1: on the Cougars, the Aggies, and, and you don't come away with whatever. Like, oh, man, he hates them. He's a fan. No, he just is reporting. When you're, You can be a fan, but when it's time to report in the business— I don't want your fandom. And I've known Dave Fox for years, at least for me. I've never felt like, well, he does an unprofessional job if it's fill-in-the-blank school. And the only professional job he does is on Utah. No, that's not true at all. He wouldn't have lasted all this time if that were the case. Because for many years, and maybe even today, there's more BYU fans. So he can go do a job and be a professional while still being a fan. This guy takes fanboy stuff crosses it into the professional work. That's unprofessional, as far as I'm concerned. Can't do that.
0: Question of the day, where does the Rose Bowl rank on the Utah Athletic Department's list of accomplishments? Brian says the Pac-12 and the Rose Bowl isn't what it used to be. They did achieve their goal in getting there.
1: Isn't what it's used to be. At this yearly basis, it isn't what it, what it used to be. Nobody really wants to answer this question. They all just want to dismiss the question. Right? The Cougars want to belittle it. Like idiot Ute fans who want to pretend BYU is not their rival and let's diminish them to the point of non-existence when actually having them be your rival gives you more separation, not less. Don't be logical about a rivalry, you would tell me. And now I will tell you. I'm not you. being logical. I'm being truthful. You're being both. I, but I'm. It not is inter- true. I'm only interested in the truth. I spit truth loogies. <laughs> That's disgusting. Seven thirty eight. Truth loogie coming up every morning. Incoming for twenty wow. years, and I think it's probably going to last about thirty two years in total. Oh, really? Is that, that's your number one? Yeah. You've yeah. seen the future. Well, I, I, I met with my financial guy. <laughs> <laughs> David
0: says it does not rank above. Here's a guy who's taking the question seriously. It does uh-huh. not rank above an NCAA championship game basketball appearance, and it does not rank above beating
1: Alabama. So I'm going to say third all time. I think it does rank above the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl. In the Superdome, I've, I've covered football and basketball in the Superdome. And when you're inside, you can't even see the outside. It's a sterile environment. Domes are weird. Now, are- not all of them, though. Really?
0: Yeah, because you Aldo know... Alamo Dome was weird. It was very
1: sterile. Right. Everything you're saying about the Superdome... I agree. Yeah. And the Metrodome, I've covered <clears throat> I covered basketball. That rather. was completely weird. But, you know, yeah, you go to Allegiant. Too. I've been to Allegiant now three times. Two for games and one for a concert. And you can see outside... They're building glass into a lot of them. Minnesota's got a glass wall, and it's say that's a new thing. And a lot of them have retractables. Yeah, so depending on the day or the weather, like you can dig and open the window, right, or the roof, as you call it. So (laughs) the ceiling is the window. (laughs) Yeah, I call it the window. Essentially, that's what it is. And or they have the windows. Arizona's baseball stadium has windows in addition to the retractable, and the windows open too. Nice, so they can they can have the thing closed, but well, they then had the had windows. That, they open. had that lightning delay in LA in SoFi
0: Stadium because it's yeah got a roof, but it's also open.
1: The roof doesn't connect to the walls the way uh-huh. it kind of hangs above it. I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've seen all forts, all sorts of configurations. But the um, Alamo Dome was super sterile for the Alamo Bowl two years ago, and, and the Sugar Bowl. Tonight. And come on. No, no. And and here, the sand gabes and the sun's going to reflect off the sand gabes. Come on. And the parade the morning of the the Rose Bowl parade is simply the most famous parade uh, associated with football. I mean, obviously, you got the Thanksgiving parades, the Macy's Day parade, which is the number one parade in the world, not just in the country, in the world, the Macy's Day Parade is certainly. It's tradition. If you don't partake of it, you're a nincompoop.
0: He's taken a shot at me because earlier uh, on the show I have said many times, not earlier this morning, but earlier in previous years. I don't get up for that thing. I'm like you, though.
1: I don't listen to what you say. Thanks, Coach. just, Just yesterday you asked the very question that I'd already asked to Nick Ford. You don't pay attention to my questions. So I don't remember ever you saying that you don't get up for whatever. I don't. I don't give a crap what you get up for. I'm not trying to convince you of truth. Truth stands alone. You can either accept it or deny it. That's your call. But the Macy's Day Parade is the best parade. That has nothing to do with whether you like parades or not. I don't give a crap whether you like parades. You can like whatever you like and dislike. That doesn't. That's it's separate. The Macy's Day Parade is the best parade. Now, associated with football, it is the Rose Bowl Parade. There is no better parade. And I have been to my Fiesta Bowl Parade in my hometown. And it's still this. So the Sugar Bowl, no. No, beating out Alabama wasn't what they were. Ohio State is what it is. Well,
0: if Ohio State is what it is, Ohio State fans would tell you they'd be undefeated. They can't go every and year. in a playoff. No, no one does
1: that every year. No one, no one does that every single year. It does not happen. So no, Ohio State. Is what it is. It is still a premier, one of the top two or three premier programs in the country. Michigan got them, just like BYU got Utah. It's going to end some point. Win streaks of eight <laughs> and nine games in rivalry games. <laughs> yes. and You don't win them all, yes, because nobody so, does. So they got them this year. Good on Michigan. Front running yacht wearing a Michigan shirt today. <laughs> Go blue. <laughs> Haven't so, seen that thing all of a sudden. I wore my Michigan shirt to work out yesterday, funny enough. Uh, so they got them. But that, doesn't, that does not take away from anything from Ohio State. So Ohio State fans would not tell you that. They would tell you they got us this year. We've gotten them 9 out of 10. Just the way the Utes have gotten the Cougars, 9 out of 10. It's going to happen. ASU has a five-game winning streak over Arizona. It's not going to reach 10. It just doesn't, that's not the way it works in rivalries. When it's your, you know, if it's a secondary rivalry, Army, or excuse me, Navy and Notre Dame or something, yeah, okay. But not the primary rivalry. It just, it just isn't. Where does the Rose Bowl rank on the athletic department's list of
0: accomplishments? The Utes have done some cool stuff. Where do you put this one? And some people just can't help themselves. Gray says, Utah's played 24 bowl games in 117. BYU's played in 38, not too shabby, but they've only won 16 of them. Great, that's not the question. <laughs> People just want to turn everything into debating the rivalry. Let's compare all-time bowl records. The question was, where does this rank
1: on the youth's list of accomplishments? Yeah. Let's compare schools' bowl records. I think bowl records used to mean something, but not anymore. Like we just said, Thibodeau's out. Devils are going to play Wisconsin in the Vegas Bowl. Their leading rusher is gone, and their second leading rusher is gone. Well,
0: even over the course of Lavelle's career, it changed. It went from playing bowl games, and his bowl record was really bad early on. He won some later. He changed some things. He didn't play as many top 10 and top 15 teams. That used to be the only people going to bowl games. Now there's 40 bowl games. Two. Hey, we're top 70. We're in a bowl game. We're 6-6. Six and six.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, but I, I i think your level of bowl is usually commensurate to the opponent's level of bowl, so it's not like you're six and five and you're getting an eleven and zero team, and I realize the Cougars do that against Michigan uh but in t- today's world it, it it's even usually you're playing a team of a similar season, but guys opting out, it just doesn't matter. Some of them do. And I think Utah and the Rose Bowl, this will be their crowning achievement as a football program because Ohio State is what it is. There's no excuses. Yeah, they lost a game. The Oregon game doesn't matter that they lost because I don't think they would go anyway. They lost to Michigan. I think the Big Ten was only getting one team in, and it was Michigan because Michigan got you. So that was it. So the way I look at it, that's a one-loss Ohio State team. And come on. You beat these guys, there's no yeah buts. And they got a bunch of young dudes. Oh, and who did I hear? I, somebody. Oh, Brock Eward. He does a show, uh, a college, they do it on one of the states, Channel 80, on the, on the serious thing. Just, he was cringing for Utah. Naming all those young DBs, having to guard Olavi and those guys. Yeah. They can't do it. The youth secondary won't be able to handle Ohio State's three stars. So star I'm receivers. ready to give Brock Hewart the finger. <laughs> Brock, you're ranked number one. I didn't say that one. <laughs> you didn't have to. It was implied. Because <laughs> I listened to him yesterday and he was going, ah, ah, he's like cringing. They've made a
0: lot of big plays. Oregon beat him in a high scoring game. Michigan beat him on a day that was less than ideal to throw the ball. But with the San Gabriels, or as you like to say, the San Gabes, yeah, the shimmering
1: San Gabes. in the background, oh. it'll probably be an awesome day for
0: throwing the ball.
1: Of course it will. God shines upon that bowl game every single year.
0: DJ and PK, Frank Dolce, Utah Insider, coming up in about 15 minutes right here on The Zone. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's
1: do it fresh off a upset victory over BYU, in which UBU got the 72-65 to 65 victory in overtime. Mark Matson, head coach at UBU. This win and,
0: and this moment, where does it rank?
1: I just think it was a special moment for our players to be able to play in front of their families, their parents, a packed UCCU center. The student body of UBU, which was just, they rushed the court. Pandemonium was breaking loose after the game. The joy could be felt in the arena. And, and so it was special in that sense. And for me personally, you know, my wife and daughter we're up there you know my daughter's four months old and her bedtime is 6 30 p.m but Hannah my wife decided to bring her and so just to be able to share that with my wife and daughter meant a lot for me personally as well
0: what kind of a show is this catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to three on 97.5 1280 the zone powered by kslsports.com Guys, Minky Couture wants to help you out this holiday season with the perfect gift. Stop by any location from Ogden to St. George State. Mention Zone 50 and save 50%. Guys, it's a no-brainer. Get in today, save 50%, and get the best gift ever from Minky Couture. PK, I'm looking at a story right now. Who's it from? CBSSports.com. There are many out there. A quick Google will land you a bunch of lists of Potential replacements. For Mario Cristobal, who has left Oregon to go to his alma mater and coach at Miami and get a gazillion dollars. Mostly west coast or at least western side of the country, uh, coaches are mentioned. Two Pac-12 guys. Justin Wilcox at Cal. Chip Kelly at UCLA. And Kalani Sataki at BYU. Brian Harson, who was at Boise State and went to Auburn. Only one year. Auburn, 6-6. Six Blew the late lead against Alabama. Would he be willing to go to Oregon? There's lots of speculation he would that when he was at Boise State, has had his eyes on the Oregon and Washington jobs. Uh, there are other guys, some of the but usual suspects. He's
1: an anti though. I mean, come on. And Portland and Oregon, they're progressive. progressive.
0: Dave Aranda at Baylor uh, is getting mentioned for everything. Matt Campbell at Iowa State is getting mentioned the for usuals. everything. Exactly. So we can go on down the list. like
1: Majerus when... Chico State came open or Kentucky and everything in between.
0: The Warriors.
1: Yeah. San
0: Diego State.
1: Rick Bucher on a Saturday night. He's taking the job. I'm going with it. Okay. You do that. Meanwhile, I'm going to bed. (laughs) San Diego State press release was already written
0: and never (laughs) issued. It's like a collector's
1: item. That should be framed on a wall somewhere. Uh, I remember the first couple of years on the beat, man, at the watchdog. I would chase that down just like my life depended on it. Because everybody told me I sucked as a writer, including the people at the Tribune. So I figured I better make my mark as a reporter because somebody decided I wasn't a good enough writer. I was never a senior writer. Even today, I'm still not a senior writer. Well, you got
0: leverage now, you should go demand that. No,
1: I've never made demands. You'd, you'd rather complain I'm, about I'm, it, anyway. complain. I, you, you joking about it as a complaint, that's your call. You could be wrong, I'd agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. Uh, and you after used that line in a long time, it was a good one, I know it's also accurate. And after a while, I gave up chasing that nonsense. Uh, And he never left until he found out his contract wasn't going to be extended, and then he left. Um, But I think Kalani's right there in the mix, yeah. I heard this two weeks ago, that this Cristobal thing was going down, and Kalani was going to be in the mix. I can show you the text if you don't believe it. Uh, And he is. He has been contacted. The assistants are aware of it. This is not a mystery. I would imagine strongly Tom Homo is aware of it. And Tom said on the BYU Sports Nation yesterday that, you know, they're going about trying to get these things done. I, I think they're in a precarious situation here. And it's not just giving Kalani more money. It's f- better funding the program, A through Z. Because I've had guys down air already tell me, that they're concerned about making the transition into the big 12 and if they're going to be underfunded it's going to be that much more difficult to make that transition because this is a competitive conference and any idiot who doesn't think it is you're an idiot hence that's why i called you an idiot because it is going to be a very good football conference oklahoma goodbye texas you sucked for years or mediocre for years but by che- Texas standards you sucked. Yeah.
0: When you got their money and their rep if so, you're mediocre. You're losing
1: suck. Texas is no big deal in football. And we saw what Baylor did. Oklahoma State has been solid many years. Mm-hmm. And then you're adding Cincinnati and UCF, UCF and Houston was very good this year. So and, and BYU is twenty one and three and you're adding these programs. So your conference is gonna be just fine. It is not gonna be reduced. To some has been conference, I can make a strong point, even as it pains me to say it, that they're as good or be better than the Pac-12. Certainly, they will in any given year. I mean, but now we got Lincoln Riley, so I mean, the, geez, I mean, the world has changed dramatically. Lincoln Riley's coming. Oh my gosh, I'm suspecting he might lose a game, maybe two or three in the next forty years, uh, no more than that. Uh, so we'll see, Lincoln Riley. But BYU, they need to fund the program. And plus, two, there's no identifiable candidate out there. If Jay Hill were to say no, and I don't even know if they'd want him, but if he were to say no, who do you got? Scally? Those seem like the two
0: obvious names at the top of the list. Anybody off of uh, Bronco staff?
1: Well, I think Anai is sort of aged out, and he's not exactly warm and fuzzy. No one, Nick Howell. You you didn't say that on the air, did you? Oh, I did. Oh. Well, I don't even think that's a consideration. I'm just saying. It's, <laughs> it's a no. I would go with Thurston Howell. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you just go with Lovey at that point? Lovey Lovey Howell. Smith? Lovey Howell. No, I would take Ginger. The sexy appeal, Marianne. Oh, the down-home nature of that. We should have that show one of these days. Ginger or Marianne. <laughs> oh,
0: jeez.
1: <laughs> That's
0: for the summer after the NBA free agency. So there's all
1: these questions out there, man. They have got to get it done. But if if Oregon is determined to get them, they're just going to outbid you. As I've been told, it's going to be an interesting week. There
0: is no limit to the amount of money that they will throw at their top choice. Uh, To a degree.
1: Now you're speaking BYU, of course. I am not speaking BYU. (laughs) I'm speaking Oregon. (laughs) But it was funny, is that I'm getting this stuff, and then it's going to be an interesting week. And like, okay, then I go fishing for more, and I got cut off. That was it. Hey, I'm giving you all I'm giving you, buddy. That's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your quota. <laughs> okay, I can exp- I can respect. Go that. do your little show. I can respect that. You're right. That's plenty good enough. And then the thing came out last night. Harmon tweeted it out. I know where he got it because the guy called me later. Hey, I, talk, I I texted you earlier. You just didn't get back to me. So I wanted it out there. So then I went to him. And that's fine. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, that, that's good. Dick Dick Harmon is a reliable, credible source. And so he can put that out there. I, I'm not going to break news on Twitter. Uh, Jake Scott had a, had a thing I think that was profound. He says, if you break news on Twitter, why would anybody listen to your show? Is it
0: going to last until
1: your show? I mean, that's why some people break stuff on Twitter. No, they want to break that. They break stuff on Twitter, so it's look at me. That's why they do that. That too. Absolutely. That's the, that's the number one reason why they do it.
0: But the reason for you to break it on Twitter was it wasn't going to last until your show. In this specific instance. I don't understand, actually. Well, what? well because you weren't going to break that news on this show because they were going to text it to somebody else turns out it was dick harman and he was going to tweet it out
1: that's fine. i don't i'm not interested in being first I I, do i get more money for being first i know what i know and this is going to be an interesting situation i don't know that he's going to take it because i'm not reporting that i don't know that he's going to be offered it because i'm not reporting that but it's all in the mix Frank Dolce, Ute Insider,
0: analyst for the Zone Sports Network. We will ask him the question of the day next. Where does the Rose Bowl rank on the Utah Athletic Department's list of accomplishments? We will get to that next. Stay with us.